T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't even hear his own theme song. B, why you, what, what is that? Why are you spraying it? Michael, man, I had to sanitize. Pete come in. <laughs> he come from outside. Don't tell um, him with it. Major news. Instead of joining us via the BetQL guest line, Pete Haley's with us in studio today. Uh-huh. Uh, wearing a kind of sleek-looking black hat, I'll add. I like that hat. Thank oh, you. Nice. I got it from my aunt. Uh, she has gotten me a lot of stylish gift cards in the past. Lululemon, Polo, and now this is a brand called Viore, which is like right. an athleisure brand. I like the hat. Well, yeah, leave have... that one here in a couple of weeks. Yes, uh, definitely. That heat will burn you up. Okay. I have thought that already. I have some Viore shorts and like sweats, I guess. They're, it's nice. Yeah. It's pricey though. Not it is. Cheap. Oh, I got this in a tank top and it was my whole yeah, $75 yeah, it's, gift it's card. Pete, look, at, look at Pete buying tank tops, Landfill. You have I wear that it around on your my bingo card? <laughs> Pete's um, a rich guy, man. I'm trying stuff. to look rich. I'm not rich, but I'm trying to dress a little nicer. Um, So, you know, Ron likes the phrase <laughs> abundance of caution. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pete, did you join us today out of an abundance of boredom? No, I. What got I, you to come in? Well, I think radio is always better when the person's in studio, and I live close by, and I haven't been in in a while, and I don't have a ton going on today, so I wouldn't say I'm, you know, it's I'm thrilled way, about my Tuesday. I had nothing to do, so I came in to hang out with you. Not, old it's kind of my take. Just which like, is cool. It's good to show face and hang out with you guys. I haven't, yeah. you know, seen Brian in a while. All right, so let's start with this. Uh, we did this earlier this morning. Did you see um, Arte Moreno from the Angels announced he's not selling? Yeah. The Angels, despite starting to sell the Angels, yeah, I did a big gulp afterward. What is the what? We did a vibe check. How do you feel about Dan selling the Commanders? Well, yeah, between Moreno and then also the Nats sale being stalled at best, it's certainly and the kind of weird Bezos. Yeah, word now, yeah. Huh? no, it definitely rattles you a little bit. But um, I've made this comparison before, and I think JP's agreed with it. Like during draft season, we always kind of know who the first overall pick is at the start of the NFL draft season. But then as combines happen and workouts happen, you talk yourself into other people just because there's so much time until the actual event. But then the event rolls around, and most of the time your initial read proves right. to be true. Right. Like, yeah. we know Bryce Young is going to be the first pick. Right, and we'll but talk about in Levis. Mid, in and... mid-March and April, it's going to be somebody else. Right. And then we'll get to the end of April, and it's Young. Yeah, and you'll be yeah. mad at yourself for second-guessing. So I still am very confident that Dan will sell. Uh, just sort of the the way he stopped coming to games at the end of the year and all the heat, I think, uh, at owners' meetings, if it's not voting to get uh, the new guy approved, it'll be just more attention on the commander's dysfunction. So I still feel okay. But sure, just these other unrelated situations happening, you just, even though you remind yourself the sale of the Angels doesn't affect the sale of the commanders, it does scare you a little and bit. And then the circumstance surrounding both of those sales is totally different. Right. Yeah, I mean, Artie Moreno, I don't know much about him, but I 
sure that I don't know the Angels have had any congressional investigations. I don't think they've been embarrassing the entire MLB. I don't think they're, you know, a, a sleeping giant of a franchise that a lot of people would have interest in buying. So yeah. um, I think Dan will be gone and we all just have to hold our breath. But yeah, that, you'll get rattled here and there along the way because we all want it to happen so badly. You know, reach out and thank you at the end of the pool and you're underwater and then you I got 10 more meters to go and right. you just have five meters of air. Yeah. That was like the swimming race at, at uh, yeah. in Richmond over this last <laughs> summer. Um, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I, I asked this question. Do you care who buys it? No, not really. I just as long as somebody does. It's a binary one zero for me. Like, is it uh, helping you out with the money? Whoever buys it, I, I, I tell people like people like, oh, I don't want him. No, I want him. Does it make one bit? Is it going to affect your paycheck any kind of way? No, and it's not like Bezos is richer than everybody, so he can skirt around the the salary cap more or, or convince better players to come here. Like, it's not going to affect the on field product. So as long as it's not Dan, that's cool with me. And and maybe. You got to make sure the candidates are are well liked and don't have just awful skeletons in their closet too. But as long as the person isn't like a alleged, you know, abuser or harasser like Dan is, then just bring him in, bring her in, bring them in, and let's move on. All right. Uh, speaking of let's move on, Commanders are obviously looking for a new offensive coordinator. They're also looking for a new defensive backs coach. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. not to mention kind of the upheaval in ownership. This team. This past season went eight, eight, and one, which is five hundred in a league that has tried to outlaw five hundred by going to an odd number. They of found games. a way to do it, <laughs> right? It's remarkable. Um, <laughs> at various points in the late fall, like Thanksgiving ish, early December, there was real consideration. Like, man, this team could win a playoff game. The way this somebody the, tried to get y'all to stop thinking. The like way that. they play defense, sure. <laughs> um, whatever momentum existed started to fall apart with the late season collapse. I think the momentum was like it was shot dead. <laughs> it was 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 an arrow through the heart when Carson Wentz got back on the field in week 17. And everything kind of just fell apart. They, they did have a nice win over the Cowboys week 18, but going into this offseason with so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. How much positive momentum do you think they can carry? Even when they get in, because they're going to hire somebody to coach the DBs. They're going to hire somebody to be the play caller. Can they turn the vibe around just with the announcement of a new owner? I would think that helps quite a bit. Now, the new owner won't uh, have the cure for Ron Rivera's team starting really slowly. Um, The new owner won't be able to just acquire Aaron Rodgers just because he exists or, or steal somebody at number 16. Like There are still a lot of football questions to be answered. But I just think he'll really like release an unseen tension in that building and in this fan base, and it almost will let fans kind of uh, lessen their anger at certain things, like you know, not just tune into every Rivera presser and find an answer that they hate because, like, hey, the the big issue is gone. Um, ultimately, yes, I do think this regime, coaching wise, has to be turned over a good amount to really maximize this, and the roster has to be better. But I think it's a decent roster at a lot of spots. And with a good offseason of addressing O-line and, and maybe Sam Howell shows a little something, like there is a, a slight upward arrow for where this team is going. I think it's in better hands or in better shape than it was when Rivera took over, even if I don't think it's nearly enough progress. But still, I think the owner has been such a damn problem for two-plus decades. Ridding yourself of that will just help improve the overall 
mood of everyone for well, sure. And it, it, it won't last forever. You need to, like, getting the new owner and then going 3-14, and 14, everybody's going to be pissed off again. But that will kind of give everybody a I know. Every, I know that the new ownership, if that happens, will be something that will get everybody this new boost of energy to come back, love this team, whatever. But once that happens, what is the first move you think needs to, that needs to be made to make sure that this little momentum that we get doesn't fall flat? In a year or two. Yeah, I think the defense is in, is in good steed. You, you improve a couple spots there. I think it's got to be the O-line. Um, and this year crystallized how important that position was. And I, I should have known that having covered this team for a few years. But by the grace of John Matsko and, and a couple of good one-year signings, they are able to mask some of their issues up front. And this year, those problems really came to the forefront and screwed this offense a lot of ways. And, and Wentz didn't help and Heineken didn't help. But I think if they can build from the inside out, they have the skill guys. You get the O-line. You can either have the quarterback or the O-line. The Bengals, right now, their O-line is banged up, but they have Burrow, and he can fix it. The Niners have an amazing O-line and great skill guys, so Purdy can be pretty good, but he doesn't have to be a superhero. I think mm-hmm. the commanders won't be able to find the Joe Burrow type, so they'll have to go the other way and, and make everything around the quarterback really good. So that's a way to continue this rebuild as opposed to just have we, it be start and stop. I asked both of you this question. We talk a lot about the, the personnel that needs to be had, but we have people picking the personnel. Should that remain the same or should that be re restructured? I mean, I don't know how you can look at the track record through three years and think it shouldn't be restructured, mm-hmm. if not completely changed. And I, I really wonder, much of it will depend on timing, but I, I think if a new owner was taking, like if a new owner, let's just, hypothetically say ownership changed in November and now you're going into an off season. I would almost expect that to happen mm-hmm. where there'd be a, a restructuring or maybe, you know, you want to keep the people here. You've built somewhat of a solid base, especially, I mean, one thing to be fair to Ron and this crew is if you go back to 2019, like the, the organization he took over in 2020 in January of 2020 was a train wreck. I mean, they were coming off a 3-13 and season. Um, I mean, they had real problems, and they've gotten better from there. But I, I don't know if the most important position on the field is quarterback, and through three years now we've seen how they've addressed the quarterback position. I, I don't think you can reinvest in this group in trying to figure out the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And from there... Are there some things that have gone well? Yes. Are there some things that have gone really poorly? Yes. And I'd have a tough time not reconsidering it. And, and dude, we don't know who's going to buy this team. But these people that are going to buy this team are real deal people, right? Yeah. You're talking billionaires. Billionaires, billionaires. They're going to want to do their own thing. They're going to want to establish I totally their, understand. their I own situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Ron will have to have an amazing season next year. Uh, to convince this new owner to keep him around. I mean, I don't even think a nine and eight playoff berth, a ten, like it's make the playoffs at 12 and five and somehow win a couple of playoff games to even have a chance of staying. And because it's hard to reinvest in this group, I think that's why Sam Howell is becoming more and more of a likely option. It's a guy who's already here. Um, they don't have to invest any more resources to bring someone else in. And that can just be, all right, Ron, you, you, this may not be the person you want, but you've had a couple chances and this is the guy who's here now. We're not going to afford you any more money or draft picks to go out and get somebody else. So make this work or everybody's going to head out of the door together. And that's not the most attractive 
thing for Ron to deal with, but uh, that's the reality, and the NFL is often about the reality. Yes, it is. Um, B and I just went through this exercise. They need to hire an offense coordinator. There are seven teams that need to hire offense coordinators. Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Jets, Rams, Ravens, Titans. At best, at best, you're the third best option. And that's assuming t- Brady retires or goes somewhere else and the Ravens trade Lamar. Yeah. And if those two quarterbacks stick around, I think you are the sixth or I guess fifth. the fifth best option. And you could argue that the Titans are better. You could argue that the Jets are better, frankly. Uh, we could talk about the th- the three receivers at the skill positions and the two running backs. I think the backs are good, but I don't know that either of them really stand out compared to around the league. I mean, hell, you watch Isaiah Pacheco on the Chiefs. Who's a beast. Dude, I mean, there are backs. All You want Jarek McKinnon. Now, maybe a lot of that is just a byproduct of how good the Chiefs' offense is. But you got to give those players some credit. Right, I mean, McKinnon. You Pacheco can do, was a seventh rounder. You can do so much with him. You look at McKinnon, the way he runs, how hard he runs, the way he catches the ball in the backfield. Pacheco comes in, and it's like Tyreek Hill left. He's not as fast as Tyreek, but it's oh, like you got the same person on the field. He's got the he same wearing, number, and he wears, it tricks you. Yeah, it's like because he does stuff. It's just like I've said it over and over again. When I hear – anytime I hear a coach, and if you ever hear a coach, just think of me saying I'm giving him the one-finger salute. When a coach tells me, or oh, the guy don't know the whole offense, I want to tell him where to get the hell off because I watch too many coaches find a guy who can do 50% of the offense great, and that's what they know. They find 16 to 20 plays, and they run the hell out of those plays, and they have great success. It's funny you say that. I was just reading something where um, people describe the Bengals' offense as simple. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are like, yeah, that's fine. We we know what we do really well. We see how the defense is going to play us, and then we just do what we do really well against what they're playing us. Yeah. Like, you don't think everything feed. has to be so incredibly complicated. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be complicated, and – I don't think in the beginning of anyone's career they can master the whole playbook at a level that they could do everything the same way. But there are certain plays that just stick, and they do them so damn well they don't have to think about it. And if you can utilize that, that's how you get good. And all. That's why you watch with, with Andy Reid. He puts one person in, he runs one play, this particular play all the time, and it's great. Then the other person run another play, and you wonder, why don't they let the other guy run it? Because he hadn't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. But they're running the same damn play with different people, and they're running them full speed. And that's why they have so much success against people. Yeah, I think in ranking the positions, JP, OC positions, I did it yesterday, and I had the commanders fifth, assuming the Ravens keep their quarterback and the Bucks do as well. Um, of course, all the big picture stuff muddies this. And you could look at, like, the Texans. I mean, they're awful, but they have the second pick, the 12th pick, and they're going to have a new head coaching staff and a, a – Low expectations in a really bad division, that could be a great spot for a young guy like a Thomas Brown to go to be head coach or OC. So even the ones below the commanders in terms of talent maybe have more of an attractive just in terms of security and opportunity. But, uh, yeah, I think these these receivers and running backs are are very good, but they aren't up there. But in terms of like a Pacheco, you're, you said it, seventh-round pick, maybe they can find someone like that and continue to make this more complete offense. But it's the O-line and the quarterback. The core spots are complete mysteries. I... I'll give you mystery at quarterback, but I'll give you problem at O line. I, I think mystery mm. is too positive. Yeah. Frankly, I mean you got to yeah, like uh, um, four spots up for grabs for sure. And like Charles Leno didn't convince you at the end of the year that he's a long term left tackle either. 
Well, and it's a high price tag for, for a guy you're, you're not convinced. Yeah. I, I mean, Grant, you, you got to figure he was beat up. Late in the year, you start playing some really good quarterback, some really good press defensive ends that are coming at you. You're really surrendering some pressures. But, like, we all believe in what Kayvon Thibodeau is going to become, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the two games, the first one in the Meadowlands where he didn't – get the fumble, but he rocks Heineke down on, like, the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And then the game at FedEx where he did get the sack fumble touchdown. I mean, those two plays kind of swung the season in a yeah. lot of ways. And he's in the division. You'll see him twice a year. Michael Parsons in the division. You'll see him twice a year. Like, you look at the Giants' defensive line twice a year? Yeah. Like, dude, whatever you think of Thibodeau last year, if you think he's a monster, he had four sacks on the season. <laughs> two of them were game-altering against the command. And that's the thing about it. When did he have them? In impact games, games that we flexed. He had them in those games when everybody's watching. But that's how you build a 50% reputation. 50% of his sack, <laughs> of his sack <laughs> production came against this organization. Right. Yeah. It makes you think. That, that tells you something. Who was he going up against? Yeah, so the whole, all five spots, center, both guards, both tackles. Where the hell does Cosme even fit in? What is he? They need to figure it out. It's a lot of, yeah. And Mystery can he stay is on too, the field? Too kind. Mystery is way too kind. Um, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, right? The second overall pick from Michigan to the Lions. Mm-hmm. I, just stay with me here, B. Tip, 50% of Kayvon Thibodeau's sack production came against the Commanders. Yeah. Hutchinson had a better year. Thibodeau only finished with four sacks. Hutchinson finished with nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's more production. However... Three of his sacks came against the Commanders week yeah. two, and he hurt his ankle and didn't play much in yeah. the second half. One third. So 30% of if his production. If he had production, been there, he might have got five. I mean. I'm serious. When you're watching him early you in the game. something. You're watching him early in the game. My thought process was this dude is about to kill us. He, he did it. He did it long enough for them to build up a big old lead, and then the second half they're able to throw it a little bit. He's on the sideline. I You got you got a real problem there. Um, don't go anywhere. Pete Haley is going to stick with us through the remainder of the hour. Thank you. Um, I got one good stat and one terrible stat. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.